Hey guys, really excited for today's podcast as always. My great great friend Emma is back and we're going to talk a lot about mixed martial arts, specifically jiu-jitsu. I think you guys will get a real big kick out of it. I've recently had uh, a jiu-jitsu match myself as well as Emma has had many matches and she's a blue belt, way 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 better than me. I've actually trained with her, it was very masculine. A lot of fun though. So. Sit tight. I really think you guys are going to enjoy this. If you like mixed martial arts or jiu-jitsu or want to learn a little bit more about the crazy stuff that I post when it comes to that sort of thing, I think you'll be intrigued by it. So stick around. We're going to talk about mixed martial arts for women, how that's evolving, and uh, just the strength and the power that you gain from finding this knowledge within yourself, the things that you're capable of actually doing, not necessarily being violent, but the capabilities that you have inside yourself that you just don't know until you try. So. Sit, like I said, sit tight, stick around. You're really going to enjoy this. Thanks so much again, as always, for coming through. Can't wait for you guys to check this one out as well. My name's Stuart. This is my friend Emma, and this is the Not Your Mother's Podcast. Brought to you by Jameson and Jack Daniels. So, um, to introduce, this is my friend Emma Valdez. Um, and she has built an incredible personal brand on social media uh, known as BJJ Girl, which stands for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But she's been training Jiu-Jitsu for... It started in 2010, actually. 2010. January 2010. So for seven years. But, seven it, years but it hasn't been consistent. It's like... Uh... But you train every year for some portion of that year. Yeah. So she's been training for seven years. Um, which is evident by the fact that she has um, she's a, she's worked her way up in the belt system, and um, I have not because I've only trained just a couple weeks. So we're going to talk about that as well. We're going to talk about jujitsu. We're going to talk about um, cults. We're going to talk about um, social media marketing. Something that both of us uh, have varied degrees of experience in. Mostly her more than me, except for the cults. So we're going to get into it, and I want to kind of interview you a little bit to start off, Emma, and kind of talk about what, because uh, that's a long time to do any one thing, Yeah. Uh, jiu-jitsu especially, um, and then let me break it down just a little bit, and you can speak more to it, but jiu-jitsu is not mixed martial arts, am I correct? Correct. It is not. one of many martial arts, and I'm not demeaning it by saying that, just a lot of us don't know what's what when it comes to that. MMA is a real fun buzzword these days between Bellator and the UFC um, and Muay Thai and a lot of other, you know, as, as you trickle down and get into the smaller uh, versions of it. But um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is uh, grappling and uh, I think there are some that allow striking. Is that correct or am I completely incorrect? Um, well, I think it just depends on your school, what they teach. If, it, if there's Jiu-Jitsu where it's more self-defense. It's competition jiu-jitsu. Um, but for the most part, it's grappling. It's wrestling. It's, 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 it's grappling, but you also do, like, throws. So it's not just always on the ground. Okay. Like, you're standing up. Okay, got it. So so that's just a little bit of, like, a help help me and, and everyone else to understand kind of what jiu-jitsu is. So what, Emma, what got you started in jiu-jitsu? What was it that was the catalyst that, that got you going? So at the time, I actually... Um, had just gotten out of a, a really bad relationship and I started dating somebody and um, he used to train Muay Thai and he used to do jiu-jitsu but it was no gi jiu-jitsu and Sorry, um, real quick so Muay Thai is all striking right uh, yes it's all striking it's so like, uh, I would compare it what I will I've seen I'll compare it to 
kickboxing. Mm. Like you can box, but you can also kick. Yes. Okay, that's so that's correct. Muay Thai. And then Nogi, can you explain that to Nogi people? Nogi is basically without your kimono. It's kind of like what you see in the UFC when they fight. That You have like your rash guard uh, or guys will wear like no top and then just like the fight shorts. Right, so, so that's no a gi is that, that outfit that you guys wear that, to me, that doesn't really know jiu-jitsu, looks like a karate outfit, kind of. Yes. Usually white or blue, sometimes black. It has nothing to do with karate, I have to say. <laughs> but for the rest of us yes. that don't train, it would look like, it would a, look karate like a karate outfit, outfit. Um, just to, exp to speak to that and explain it. So you were training, uh, or he had trained no gi, which was uh, grappling without the, Correct. the gi, without the karate type outfit. Yes. Okay. And um, so I wanted to learn, I actually wanted to learn a long, a long time ago when I was like really young, but I wasn't allowed because of uh, religious beliefs and because I was female. Um, so here I was, I think I, I remember, I think I was like 29. And um, so I wanted to learn, especially because I had just gotten a really bad relationship and it kind of, we still had to see each other um, because you know, we had a child together. So there was like some co-parenting going on. But um, anyway, I just wanted to make sure that I would never get put in that situation again. And if I did, I would know how to protect myself. So I wanted to start training. I did. I started training out in Fight Lab in Temecula. Um, and that's kind of like where my jiu-jitsu journey started. I just started going in, uh, started training no gi. But the sec by the second week that I went, which was maybe like my third class, um, I tore my ligaments in my ankle so that was fun and that puts you out for how long that put me out for probably like almost a year yeah it was a long time I had to be in, uh, in crutches um, uh, it's still kind of, it still bothers me to this day like I can't really wear heels or sometimes especially when it's cold oh, okay. I feel so it it's a so they're like, thing now. yeah um, they had told me to like probably I should have had surgery but, um, that's you though. I just, kinda... well, I like, I had kids, I had my boys yeah. and I couldn't take time off for surgery. Mm -hmm. I had to work, I had to, you know, but, uh, yeah. So it took me out for a long time. So, uh, walk me through, uh, if you don't mind, walk me through that injury a little bit as far as, you know, you had just started uh, training. You were what, two, like a couple weeks in, not even a month in. I, it was like my second week. Your second week. And um, what happened? Do you, do you remember exactly what so, happened? So I think it was probably only like my third class. Um, and we were actually being taught by a judo instructor, which was really weird. But um, so what happened is you had to start in a certain position and you had to score. Um, Meaning you had, you, had, you, had to, you had to pretty much get out of the, that bad position. And okay. the bad position was, um, I think... I'm trying to remember because I know how it happened. I just don't know what led up to it. I you just remember the transition, right? I just so I just so what had happened. We I got put in a really bad position. I got out of it. The girl that um, injured me it was her first class, and so oh man, it yeah. So what happened was I kind of was like on my hands and knees. No, I wasn't on my hands and knees. Or I was. I was on my hands and knees, but I had, okay. so with jujitsu, sometimes you have your, so you have like your, your toes really like you have them on the mat as mm -hmm. you've noticed before yeah. from training yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I was on my tippy toes. Um, and so she came at me from the side and when she came at me from the side, uh, it basically, 
So this is my ankle and it basically just did this. Ah. <laughs> so like my ankle, my, my foot stayed on the ground and the top just, because she oh came at God. me, she came at me like that. Uh -huh. So it, my ankle just did like that. And it just, all I heard was uh, pop, 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 pop. Oh my God. <laughs> I heard it. It was really crazy. <laughs> and I just grabbed my leg, my like ankle and I like rolled over and it was weird because I didn't have like immediate pain, but it like mm. blew up like a softball. Oh. Um, and yeah, that was just the second week, and I had to go to the hospital. And... So let me let me ask you this then, because that. Oh, let me just say real go quick. Ahead, yeah. So we were done. Like I won. Oh, okay. I got out of the bad position, and she didn't know that she was at that point supposed to stop. So oh, she went to attack me. This was completely unnecessary. Exactly. Oh, so she went no. to attack me. When she attacked me, obviously I wasn't paying attention because I was mm -hmm. trying to like get up to let's restart. And that's when that happened. She, Damn. she, you know, did that to my ankle. And so let me ask you this then. So there's a lot of like I understand like coming from where you were coming from, bad relationship. There's you want to know how to defend yourself, mm -hmm. all that. But I'm curious, what, uh, you know, and you you were you had been dating someone that did jujitsu, so that was kind of your that was all part of the what played into you getting started. Mm -hmm. You took off a year though. Mm -hmm. So what what would you took off a year because you got injured? Mm -hmm. What made you say no? I'm gonna go back. Like I feel like a lot of us, myself included, mm -hmm. would have said, "Well, fuck that. Like I'm I'm good. Like I got I don't, I barely started and I got yeah. injured. Yeah. Why did you go back? I I fell in love with it. Okay. Um, because of just the stuff that I had learned, even in those couple of classes, um, I I knew that I can take that not that I would be looking for a fight in the street, but yeah. if I needed to, I, I at least knew a couple of moves, and um, I wanted to learn more. And um, it's really weird because I've gone through phases where I'll try something out, and then I'm like, okay, no, nope. I'll be really into it, and then I, I'm done. It's a phase. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, with jujitsu though, it hasn't been that way. And it's, it's especially like looking back, being injured barely in like my second or third class, yeah. Um, and having that type of injury where it like, it took me out for such a long time and then to say, okay, I want to, I'm going to go back and do it again. Yeah. Um, I think I just, the only thing I can say is that I, I fell in love with it. And so that's cool. what made me want to start again. That makes sense. So uh, something you said I wanted to speak to is, uh, I feel like a common misconception when it comes to people that train, whether it's jujitsu or mm -hmm. all mixed martial arts or, you know, striking, whatever is that, um, and I'm not saying that this is across the board and there aren't violent people that are just violent all the time inside those sports, but um, I, I've trained just a little bit with you and others, just a little bit of jiu-jitsu, and I've been in and around the MMA community mm. for a while now, and I've been blown away by the uh, the kindness and the humility and just, just nice people, not violent people. Mm -hmm. I'm not running into people that want to step off and have a fight right away. I'm running into people that are just super nice and want to teach you or train you or even if you're not in an, a training setting they're just very very calm very seem very centered and i i don't know that this is this is a widespread misconception mm -hmm. but i know it is a misconception that well if you train martial arts or you train you know grappling or boxing or whatever it is like you're a pretty violent person i feel like it's the opposite uh for me i think I think it is opposite. I think for the most part, I see it as because we know how to defend ourselves, 
when you're, you know, when you're training, there's just so much discipline that goes on with it. And so much, you know, you have to be humble or you actually end up being humbled if you're not humble. Oh yeah. Like you will be humbled really quick, especially, I think I find that more for the men who come in and, you know, maybe they well, lift a lot or. It, ha it happened to me. Like <laughs> I rolled, I rolled with her for, we, it wasn't long, but we, no. we partnered up for, I'd say 15, 20 minutes, maybe mm -hmm. you'd know better than me, but I, all she did was she and, and I'm trying to be gross okay but she sat on top of me and she said just try to knock me off and I feel like I had lost some weight at that point or maybe I was I think I was still fat then I was still fat but still like I was bigger than her and I'm I'm a guy and I was like okay yeah I'll knock you sure no problem I couldn't knock her off it was impossible it was very emasculating and I don't plan on rolling with you again by the way but it was it was interesting, not just in masculine, it was very interesting to see, and like you said, the humility plays a role, and I had to realize, okay, I can't knock her off. Right. I, I, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then we then we switched, and she said, now you're on top, just try to stay on top, buddy. I didn't say it like that, but like that, that's how I felt. And I couldn't stay on top. Like, I sat on top, and she had me flipped in just a split second. Yeah. Now, now, understand, I'm not trying to discourage anyone from training. I think people should train. This sort of thing, I think it's really, really, not just interesting, but like you said, it teaches you humility, and it teaches you a lot of really great skills when it comes to just defending yourself. Mm -hmm. But um, it's very, it was very mind-blowing for me to have you just manhandle me. And keep in mind, I had no training whatsoever, and you've yeah. been training for years. Mm -hmm. I am the lowest of the white belt that you could possibly be, <laughs> and you're at the top of the blue belt system. So... I, I don't want to discourage anyone from training. If anything, I hope that what we talk about encourages you to train, but it should be noted that it teaches you humility, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So in, in, in talking to that a little bit more, um, I, I just want to make that statement that I feel like there's a lot of, it is violent. When you watch it on, on TV and when you see all the blood, like that's the violence that you see for sure, but what you don't see, and I think the UFC is doing a good job, and Bellator, of doing a lot of filming during training. Yeah, and showing you see the, the, like the hard work that they're putting yeah, in. Yeah, there's a lot of hard work, there's a lot of sweat, there's a lot of road work, like as boxers would call it. Like There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that humiliates you that you just don't see. So I, wanna, I just wanna speak to that and say like, I really, really feel that um, if there is a bad rap when it comes to MMA, Jiu Jitsu, any of the martial arts, that these people are violent, I that I don't. I'm not saying there's no truth to that. I'm saying and, there's I think, very you know, there's, little. There's like you know you have your bad apples. Yes. But that's like with anything. Um, mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, it's I I feel at least for myself, because I know how to defend myself. I'm not going to put myself in a. I'm going to I'm going to avoid yeah. being in any altercation with anybody, and I'm going to keep my distance because I know I know that I at, at, to to some degree I can defend myself. Right. And you more than likely do not. No. So it's kind of like in so order like, to protect I'd be, you. <laughs> I'd be more. I'd be more prone to want to get in a fight than someone that that knows the levels to this and knows like, yeah, I could probably take that guy out. It's it's funny to to look at it that way because to me, I could look at someone and say, yeah, I could probably take that guy out, and I can't. Uh, so I'll give it a shot because I'm overconfident because I don't understand. Mm. But you understand, and instead of saying. Instead of having the attitude of, yeah, I could probably take that guy out, so I will, it's, I could probably take the guy out, so I won't, right? Yeah, kind of, something yeah. like that, yeah. And it's funny because, like, when you start training, and, and it's more of, like, become, like, your lifestyle, and you mm -hmm. go places, I remember, like, uh, I think towards the end of my white belt, uh, like, days, I remember I'd go somewhere. So, sorry, let me stop mm -hmm. you. Can, please hang on to that thought. Let's yeah. explain that system to them. 
So oh, okay. just give them the, the belt order. So you have white belt. So when belt, you first start, you you're first a white start, belt. You're a white belt. Fresh. So you're, you start at white, then it's blue, then purple, brown, and black. Okay. But within each belt, you have stripes. So. And this is your specific jujitsu, or maybe. does all jujitsu do this? Uh, it, it's pretty consistent. This is okay. how it all is. There are some academies, I think, for the older, old school jujitsu, how it used to be. Like I know with Master Carlson Gracie. Um, he didn't really care about stripes. Okay. Him, for him, it was more, you know, you get your blue when you can handle yourself as a blue, blue belt and represent the team and handle yourself with that belt. Okay. You know, it wasn't so much like, I know Master Carlson Gracie Jr. has talked about, um, I have a video actually, I should probably share that. But, um, you know, he talked about being at a, I don't remember what belt it was, but he was at a certain belt for like a very, very mm. long time. and. And it was kind of one of those things, if you did ask for, like, you know, when you were going to get your belt, you know, he'd make you uh, wait even longer. Oh, nice. Because you okay. asked. Because so, you asked. Get it. But, yes, get it. for the most part, it is uh, four stripes per per belt. And um, so if you're a white belt, you have you get your first stripe, second, third, fourth. And, and is, then you, you would go up to blue. Right. And then you gain you gain these stripes and you gain new belts by experience, by coming to by class, coming by to being class. consistent. Okay. Yes. And then right. just... Like it's and your just, skill level. Yeah, your skill level, but also different academies. Or some some academies do it by um, how many times you're actually taking class. Other academies will do it by okay. where how far you. How you progressed. Yes. Correct. You remember your original thoughts still? I no. Know I, should, I shouldn't get sidetracked. <laughs> what was it? You were we were talking about. Um, this happens to me a lot. So uh, yeah. Same here. So this will be an interesting podcast. <laughs> um, now you're talking about towards the end of uh, your. Tr oh, that's right. So like I rem I remember. Um, I remember going into like places and like, if, so I don't really, um, I don't like to, like I, I will drink wine and whatnot, but I don't like to put myself in a mental state where I can't, I'm not like fully aware. Yeah. Um, and it's only because I just always want to be able to make sure that I can defend myself if anything happens, if yeah. I'm, you know, at a, at a, you know, the grocery store, whatever, their club or whatnot. Yeah. But, um, I remember going into like to watch the UFC events and stuff and like, or just any like party or room, and I'd look around to see like, you oh, I wonder, I wonder if I could take that person. I wonder <laughs> if I could. Take... <laughs> I did that a lot. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's talk about um, women in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and how that's kind of evolved over the last, more recently. I mean, I know I can see in MMA like a rise, right. You know, in in popularity for seeing women punch each other in the face, but like as far as training and jiu-jitsu, how has that evolved recently? So when I first started, I had no idea that there was teams. Okay. I had no idea that there was competition. Um, I just went to class. Okay. I wasn't exposed to any of that, but I didn't see any of that until I went to um, 2013. I started at Carlton Gracie uh, Temecula, and that I was the only female training there at that school oh, wow. at the time, and I think I was there by myself for probably a year. So. We had women that would start and then they'd leave yeah. and then start and then leave. Um, and I can imagine it'd be pretty discouraging if there was very few women. It wouldn't be that that easy to continue training. Well, it, for a it, lot of people. For a lot of people, I think, especially for women, I think when you start, it's just so intimidating. It's super intimidating to walk into a gym and you see, you know, people, um, you know, doing the warm up and they're running and. Like when I first started, I couldn't run. Like they have you like you know run 
run around the gym yes. and do a lot of the warm-up stuff and I'm like I can't do that like I okay. it, it, I worked up to it because at first I could barely run because I wasn't active injury. at all no but I just wasn't active I had okay. never lived an active lifestyle and okay. especially at that time I wasn't nowhere near like active so you know I couldn't do push-ups I couldn't uh, do any anything so it was just coming in and knowing absolutely nothing and not being active um, it's just very intimidating for sure and even more for a female I think because you come in and it's just it's a, it's a male-dominated sport mm -hmm. um, and you you know you go through these thoughts of like oh I don't want to look stupid or it's just I think it's normal but yeah. um, when I, I yeah when I first started I was the only female and I got and I it didn't bother me um, I, I liked it actually cool it's a challenge so speaking to that how has it evolved you know, and you're seeing more women now, right? Definitely, a lot more women. Okay. Um, especially. And the, and the competitions are a lot more women. Especially in the competitions, like I, when I first started competing, I remember. Um, so let me just really, really quick break it down because I, I went to one twice. World League. We went to two. We went to the one where Eddie Bravo was like no, go away. Remember? Eddie Bravo. Yeah. Go away. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Anyways, yes, 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 yes. I've been to LA. a couple. I've yeah. been to a couple. Not that I know anything, but let me just talk to anyone out there that doesn't know much mm -hmm. about jiu-jitsu. So they, you train and train and train and train. And it's not that much different from what you're seeing on TV with the UFC. You train a lot, and then you go to a competition in front of a bunch of people, and you place, you get a medal, you get bragging rights for your gym, whatever, or your academy, I should say. Whatever the case may be, that's what she's talking about. Is tournaments yes. are uh, when you actually go and, and I wouldn't say fight. What would you call it? Or would you say fight? Match. Well, you have a match. match. You, have a, yeah. you have a match against someone from a different... Uh, uh, Sometimes different... the same. So either it'll okay. be from a different academy or it's the Sometimes same academy. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, that's that's the whole system mm -hmm. that you're talking about. But what you were saying was you're seeing a lot more women competing these days. Yes, because when I first started, I would have to drop my age bracket. Mm. Um, and sometimes I would have to drop... Weight? Weight. My weight bracket. Or I would have to go up. Um, and because I... So... I'd have to go against like really young girls, you know, yeah. like 18, 19, and um, you know, I was like already in my 30s when I started competing. So, but now I know I I've seen how I don't have to do that anymore. Oh wow! Um, but it also depends on like what uh, which competition you signed up for. Sometimes it's a you, bigger you competition. still will, yeah. But I've yeah. seen definitely um, an increase in, in women competing versus when I like when I first started competing. So I want to talk just a little bit about myself mm -hmm. um, because I recently uh, had a jiu-jitsu match. It was a no-gi, so I didn't have the cool karate outfit. That's not uh, <laughs> I know, but it looks By like... By the way, if you guys don't know, so for people who train jiu-jitsu, when you call jiu-jitsu karate, it's like... It's a big no-no. It's a big no-no. It's like, uh, there's a meme. Have you seen the meme? Uh, I there's don't like think a, so. he, The guy's holding um, like, a, like a bomb. Okay. And then it says like you know when they called jujitsu karate, and it's like the guy giving, yeah, <laughs> giving the ball, yeah. Anyway, he's, I didn't have one of your cool outfits, uh -huh. um, but I did train. Uh, a friend of mine talked me into board. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm just kidding. I'm tired. I, had to, I had to poke fun. So a friend of mine talked me into uh, doing a jujitsu match on a week and a half's notice. Mm -hmm. We actually had a fight uh, or a match the same day as the Conor McGregor uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. Uh, so I trained for one and one half weeks. 
um, to have a jiu-jitsu match. And I won, uh, which was really fun and really empowering. Um, but I just want to talk about that for a minute, not just about myself, but to, to say that it's, it's, really, it's a really, um, I think it's a very empowering, yes, very humbling, but very empowering process whether you win or lose, to be able to walk into, uh, walk into a place and know that you're, you're putting on the line, not everything, but so much of yourself, mm -hmm. like you're giving your entire, everything that you can give to beat someone else at something. And I'm not saying like, it's just, it's different. I've done, I've, I've played sports, I've played basketball and football and, uh, you know, not just backyard, like in junior high and high school, like I played these sports. Mm -hmm. and. It's fun and it's enjoyable, but it's a team sport. There's other people there, you know, not just supporting you, but that you have to count on in order to win or lose. And to be fair, having having a coach that was able to, honestly, there was a couple times where I didn't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. I got side control, mm -hmm. and then I was like, uh, shit, like I don't mm -hmm. I don't know where do I go from here. And he would he walked me through what I needed to do next, hop over or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I'm not diminishing that, but I'm saying you as one single person stepping into onto a mat, into a rain cage, whatever you want to call it, and putting that much on the line against another human being. And if you come out winning, it's it's an incredible feeling. Um, and I was just I was blown away by how it felt. And I've said this I said this a couple of times, but um, there's a there's a movie that I love called Fight Club. I actually have the soap up here from Fight Club. And there's a scene in the movie, and I'm not I did no there was no striking. It was all just wrestling. Yeah. I'm not on that level at all. And I wasn't even that good. To tell you the truth, <laughs> to tell you the truth, and she was there. Thank you for coming and supporting me. Um, the I didn't even have it was an arm triangle. Right? I think it was an arm triangle. I didn't even have it locked in. I just my cardio was better. I just wore the guy out and laid on him, to be to be very honest. That's what happened. I didn't. I wasn't you, under you his did good chin. At, you did good at like taking him down and um, yeah. I think that so with jujitsu especially competing, it's such like a mental thing. Mm -hmm. I knew that the moment that you took him down, his um, confidence level dropped like a lot. Like yeah. you could just see it. And and I and I like uh, done scorekeeping for competitions oh, okay. before. And um, you can see when the person kind of just like, not checks out, but where they're just oh, like, shit, oh, I I I'm going to lose or, you know, they, they start to panic. And, and I seen that in him and I knew that it, so that when, you know, we wanted, you guys went into overtime, I knew that if you took him down again, like you were going to, you were going to dominate him yeah. and which is exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and like I said, thank you. And like I said, it was very, it was just a very crazy, it was a very crazy experience, but speaking to Fight Club. There's a scene where uh, Ed Norton's boss, the narrator's boss, comes in and he's talking, and Ed's Ed's standing there or sitting there at his desk, and the boss is going. And it sounds like the Charlie Brown, like, and you can't understand what the guy's saying. And Ed Norton, the narrator, says, after you've been fighting so long, it kind of dulls out all the normal humdrum parts of life. And I, again, I'm not comparing myself. I'm just saying, but I have a lot going on between. Living here in California, ha having a child here, having different things to deal with in regards to that. A lot of things, not my child and her importance, but a lot of the things that bugged me or nagged at me on a consistent basis now, or especially right after that, it, did, it mm -hmm. was really inconsequential, which really surprised me. I actually mentioned it to my therapist um, because it really, it took me by surprise. Like, like this stuff used to really mm -hmm. bother me and now I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, you know, and it's just—I think it just comes with the territory. So I don't know how much of that is scientifically true, but 
I would encourage a lot of people to try, whether it's jujitsu or some other kind of wrestling or some other form of um, martial arts, I encourage you to try it because I think it, uh, it brings a new level of awareness to you. Um, and we'll get off the subject in a second, but I want you to talk a little bit because I competed once in my entire life. You've competed, you know how many times? Man, Give me a ballpark. I, ballpark. Over ten. I think the first year that I, as a blue as a white belt, sorry, the first year as a white belt in one year, not my first. How was it? Basically, in one year, anyways, I competed mm, like nine times. Time. Oh damn! I competed nine times. Okay. I did a lot. So. How does that feel walking in knowing, you know, that what you're, because you've trained for months, years, mm -hmm. and now you're walking into this arena or wherever it is and you know, like, it's all on the line now. How does that feel? Put that into words. Scary. It's, yeah. it's just, it's very intimidating. And especially my first competition, it was for um, a very well-known, uh, like, event. So it's, okay. so it's um, IBJJF. Uh, and they had an event. It was it's one of the smaller ones. So, uh, IBJJF is International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. She said it really fast. It was International <laughs> Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Jiu Federation. Federation. Thank you. So they are. I think I'm pretty sure they're the, like the longest standing, um, like event. Around. Yeah, okay. they've been around. They're, they're, it's you know they've been around for a, a while. And uh, my coach actually didn't. So I started at the school in March, and this competition was in November. Okay. And. Um, you know, I had asked if he thought I was ready, and he kind of was like, man, no. And then I had, you know, a friend that was like, you just got to do it. You just got to go out there. And he's like, you've been training for, what, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, seven months. Longer he's than like, a month and a half. Yeah. Or a week and a half, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know, you, you've been training for a couple months now, and you train all the time, and, you know, you just need to get out there. And I was very nervous. It was in Long Beach. And, you know, you walk in and you just, you want to make your instructor, you want to make your coach proud. I mean, you also want to make yourself proud. But I think your when... Your team. Yeah, you want to make your team proud. And um, at the time, it was my first comp, and, like, my brother went, and then oh, wow. um, my uh, my aunt and uncle from, like, my dad's side came. And um, I just, I remember being really nervous. And it's funny because me and the girl are friends on Facebook now. <laughs> uh, that's, that is funny. Yeah, and like I remember watching her warm up with like her husband, and she looked like it was intimidating. It's Damn. just it's so she's like warming up with her husband. She's doing all these drills, and I'm just like sitting there like, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. just hanging and I out. Like, I did like some jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> like that was it. And, oh, that's awesome. And then like they call at us, and you know, you gotta get weighed in. So with jujitsu, uh -huh. you have to weigh in right before you fight. It's not like MMA where you you weigh in and then the, and the following next day, day you yeah, fight. Okay. no. So if you're cutting weight or you dehydrated or whatever it is, that's how you're, you're going right fight. to your yes. fight. Damn. So I'm standing out. You know, we got weighed in. I had my gi checked and everything. Cause it has to be, uh, you know, go through. Um, what's it called? It has to pass basically. Yeah. You have regulations. regulations. Yes. Uh huh. So now I'm standing next to this chick. And, um, you know, her husband keeps, like, telling her stuff, and I think he was competing as well. Um, and so I'm, like, trying to block it out, and, you know, I don't have anybody there. My coach is, is up in the stands. And, oh, damn. And so then you get called, they call your number, so you mm -hmm. have to walk over to the area, and I'm, like, standing there, and I'm just, like, okay, trying to warm up. <laughs> now, mind you, I, I had some advice going into it. That's good. Um, but what nobody told me was that I was going to have... The, the adrenaline was just going to pump through. Mm -hmm. Nobody prepared me for that. And so, like, and I don't know if you can really prepare anybody you, for that. I mean, but... you have more experience than me, but I, something happened. To, so, 
I want you mm. to continue your story, but I want to speak to that just a little bit mm. from, a, from a beginner, because mm. you were a beginner once. You're yeah. talking about that. I was a beginner. I had a very weird thing happen. I had a lot of adrenaline training and everything, a mm. lot of adrenaline, a lot of acid reflux, a lot of nerves going into it, and then the day of, I told you this. Yeah. It just all went. It was gone. Yeah. Something got me zoned out, and I don't know what it was. And I, but I, I think it was because I kept telling myself, and my coach too kept telling I'm not saying, not comparing coaches, just saying, my coach kept telling me, like, you you can't get away from adrenaline during the fight. And during the match, like, I for sure adrenaline kicked in, but leading up it's to it. It's different. No, when you're competing, the adrenaline, it's just, it's a little different. Yeah. Like, you get it, but it's just hard to explain, especially to people that don't, for that sure. have never done it, but, like, you still feel that adrenaline while you're yes. competing, but it's just kind of like. You can control it. No? Mm, I don't know. And I think, too, that it has a, a, to play a, a huge part that played into it as well was that I was at a huge university so there's a stand oh, wow. and there's like you know there's like all these a people so people. you yeah and like yours was more intimate no there wasn't <laughs> there was maybe, <laughs> maybe 20 people came it, to see this and it yeah. was it was it was intimate and you had that that is where you did all your training true that's very true yeah, yeah so, that's so you probably felt I think you yeah it helped you a little for bit for sure that makes not, sense not that you sh not not like even if you would have been nervous it would have made sense to me but yeah. I was really surprised that you weren't that nervous. You just wanted to get it, was it over weird. with. It was yeah. super weird. I thought that was weird because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember, I actually the hated. The stage makes a difference though. I agree with you. Like I've never competed mm -hmm. on that stage, but like I've stood and sang in front of hundreds mm -hmm. of people. So like that's very nerve wracking. Yeah. So not the same thing, but like adding that, but, yeah. adding all those spectators to what you're doing makes mm -hmm. a huge difference. I agree a hundred percent. But, uh. So your first, sorry, your first competition he was giving her all these pointers. You were just doing there, jumping jacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this, I'm going to get this now. Okay, we're going to do this now. <laughs> uh, and um, so up in the stands, I could see, like, some of my teammates, my coach, mm -hmm. and um, my, my, some of my family members, and they, they're like, you know, like, fight. And the adrenaline was just, like, just came. And and um, I drew a blank. Like, I, like, I kind oh, of, man. like... Not blacked out, but like I kind of, I just drew a blank. So everything that I had learned in all these months, it, was all out the it just went out the oh, window. Oh, shit. And so then I was stuck in this girl's garden. Basically, that means um, we're both on the floor. Her legs are wrapped around me. You're on your back? I, it, no, I was on my knees. Okay, so you're both on your knees. No, she's on her back. Okay. I'm in her guard. Okay, yeah, okay. So she, she's laying down on her back. She's got her legs wrapped around me. Got it. And I'm on my knees, and I have my hands like this. And so like my coach Why were your hands way out there? What do you mean? They were like where her belt is. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I was making sure she wasn't pulling me down. Okay. If she pulls me down, then yeah, she could do. I'm something. trying to coach you, so. Yeah. <laughs> and. Because uh, that makes sense. <laughs> like, my coach was telling me to get out of her guard, and I used to be scared of standing up. And the reason why I've always been scared of standing up is because. You're gonna I've, get taken down. Well, I'm gonna get taken down for one, but two, I've always been scared of injuring that ankle again yeah. or my knee now or something knee. because mm -hmm. especially when you've I think you've gone through an injury like that it just it's kind of like um well your brain is trained to protect right that. and yeah. so um I didn't want to stand up and I just kept trying to <laughs> it was ridiculous <laughs> and I kept I was in her guard which you're not supposed to do this because she could have armbarred me I was in her guard and I kept grabbing her kimono like to like this to you? no and I just was reaching over like that what am I gonna do for you? I'm gonna choke her. Okay. But you shouldn't do that when you're in someone's guard. Yeah. If I was completely on top, they had, mounted, me, train, they had me train that at your school. 
from from the top position. Yes. Yeah, but not mm -hmm. in someone's guard. Yeah, not in the guard. Because because when you have your arms like this and you're you're throwing that arm across, then it's free. Then it's free, and you're yeah. just you're giving them a free arm, and they can go ahead and wrap their leg around it, and mm -hmm. then there you go, you got an arm bar. Arm bar. Um, and so my coach kept telling, you know, was like yelling at me, and, and that, it didn't matter how many times he yelled at me. <laughs> I just kept doing that because Damn. I just wanted to choke her so I could win right. and we could and be, be over. <laughs> but that is uh, not how I played out. Um, I'm pretty sure she won like on points. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. there was no submission. There was she no submission. By she, takedowns and all that sort of thing. I, I don't, it, she didn't do a takedown, but I remember okay. she won. She won by points. Um, and uh, yeah. And then I was like, okay. Cool, that was my first was, tournament. Done. All right, it's we're done. done. And then I went and you know had dinner with like friends. And so stuff. so it just uh, what did you say? Scared? How did you feel like scared or, or fear or just a lot of adrenaline going into it mm -hmm. the day of or the moment before? Like a lot of adrenaline, mm -hmm. and then losing wasn't this end of the world kind of thing for no, you. No, it wasn't. But it's that's weird. encouraging. Though. I think I think yeah. people need to hear that. It's encouraging. Like well, you lost, mm -hmm. but it's not. Well, I don't know if you have something else to say. I have, that. I have more to say. <laughs> but you lost. But but like for for me, like I did. I again, not the same at yeah. all. I won, but had I lost, I didn't. I didn't let myself. I told a, a few people. Um, I didn't let myself ever think like I'm gonna lose. Mm. Or well, if I lose, it's not. No, no, no. There was no losing. Like I wasn't going to lose. And I'm not saying like if I actually competed that I would win every time. Obviously, there's no way or win even the first time. But um, I think my mindset and when it was over, I, I relented and thought, well, even if I've lost, I trained for a week and a half. I burned some fat. I learned a few things because mm -hmm. we very repetitious, learned a lot of different things. Well, not that many, but like two or three things that like, okay, I understand this now. Like I know where my knees are supposed to be, where mm -hmm. my arms are supposed to be. So like I learned some valuable things. So even after a loss, you know, unless it's something colossal, I feel like you can still look back and say, yeah, but I learned some really cool shit. Yeah, well, like, so the thing is that they say in jiu-jitsu, you don't lose, you learn. But yes. it's just kind of, I I mean, to some degree, yeah, that's true, but no, you you lost. Mm -hmm. So you, you fucking lost. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it does feel shitty. Especially, I think, so for me, the first competitions, the first, like, maybe five or, yeah, maybe five of them, I just was losing, 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 losing. Same and with my coach has been the same. Like his first, his first several, he's lost. Yeah, and it's and and you just get to a point. Like I remember the one that really affected me was my coach had um, a tournament at the school. Okay. And so there was like all these people there, and I that is where I was even more nervous. Really. That even, I, even above like this university and all. But because was it because it was you knew it, more it of those was because people? I knew those people. Gotcha. It was very intimate. They were like right there looking at me versus where when I was uh when I had competed like the first time, right? They're in the stands. So you don't yeah. ha you're not like actually face seeing face. yeah, face to face. Um but yeah, so the that tournament um I went up against uh you know, he had me he kept bugging me about competing and so I was like fine, I'll do it and um I went up against a teammate. Well Technically, she wasn't a teammate because she did. She's a judo. She's a judoka. So, okay. and she was like a brown belt in freaking oh, judo. Shit. Okay, <laughs> and she was like seventeen. She was ridiculously young. And here I am in my, I was like 31, 32 maybe. Yeah. And um, I was like, damn it, like. And so I was like, maybe I should just pull guard like right away. Yeah. And, and pulling pull guard. guard is basically you're gonna like. Man, you're gonna like sit on your butt, but you're gonna you try to do something. Bring them to yeah. you in an effort we to try. submit them. And um, she's a judo player, so she's so picture her like Ronda Rousey. You know how Ronda Rousey, you know, passes and then boom, she goes for that arm. 
Uh, that's exactly what she did. Uh, like, it yeah. was quick. So you took her down. She got side control? She came. So um, I, I, like, tried to come down, and then she passed my guard. Mm -hmm. And then she came at my side, and she grabbed my arm, and then it was, like, boom, was she done. won. It was done. Damn. It was over. It was, like, so fast. And, like, my coach, like, laughed. And, like, I was so pissed. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, her butt hurt because I'm, like, to me, that's not funny. Like, I. No, that's You know, like, ass. it was. <laughs> it was. Damn. It just, it sucked, like. And mind you, like at this time, like I was training like every day. Yeah, yeah. I was training a lot, and um, I just felt like I'm I'm training so much, and like I have nothing. And it, it sounds a little ridiculous, but it was like I have nothing to show for it. Like I'm training, I, yeah. I, I suck, but like I went up against a judo brown belt. Yeah. You know, like it That's was ballsy. this girl has put in so much mat time. Yeah. You know, of course she won. Um, I was just a white belt. Right. Uh, and so I remember being so upset that I lost because I just felt like such a failure that I, I, I left and I went to the parking lot and I was like crying and, um, Damn. and I just was like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I, why am I, I'm losing. Why am I even doing this? It feels so crappy to lose. You and know? this was your second loss, third loss. Where would you put it? Mm, Towards the end? It was middle. like maybe like the third. Okay. Yeah, I was like maybe like the third. So those are adding up. Like that's yeah, there was, those are consecutive was, losses. Yeah, so it was like third or fourth. Um, but it, it was just like I just kept losing, 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 and I just was like, why am I, why am I even competing? Like, that's why am I doing this? I'm putting so much mat time in, um, and obviously I'm not good if I'm losing. Right. Because right? then that's what you think. You start yeah, thinking. Yeah, your mind goes there for well, sure. Well, you're you're crappy. What do you you know? You're just wasting your time. Is yes. what you start to think about. And my you know everybody was I had like. So that time was when it was just the majority of my teammates were men. Um, okay. And it was kind of like a big brother mentality. It was just kind of like, suck it up. You know, you train. You just keep training. Gotcha. You keep training. You're going to you, get better. But you need that win. You need some kind of momentum to keep you yeah, going. Beyond, and, like, you learn cool uh -huh. shit and, and, it's, and it's interesting yeah. or fun or you... They teach you cool lessons about the mm -hmm. history of the art. Like, that's all great. Yeah. But you've got to have a win somewhere. And, and you're right, because when you do compete and you lose, whether you win or lose, you're going to learn. Yes. That's why I don't like that, you know, you either win or or I, you either win or learn. Right. There is no losing. Well, no, there, there is, is losing. There is losing. Though. You do lose. And you learn no matter what, whether yeah. you win, win or, or, you, lose. or lose. That's true. Because even you with you winning, there's stuff that you learned that you made mistakes on, right? Mm, it's like you, mm -hmm. you you get to see like your the gaps that your Big game time. has, and like okay, I need to work on this. I yeah. need to, I need to work on like doing takedowns or defending a takedown uh -huh. or whatever it is. So you do learn, and so then that's when you're able to kind of like open up your jujitsu more to perf not perfect because you're never really gonna perfect nope. it, but you're able to to fix mm -hmm. and yeah, okay, all right. So losing sucks. Yes, it does. And when you lose, you really lose. Uh, and when you win, what's that like? It feels really good. Yeah. But I, I, it's, it's funny because I think when I had my losses, I felt like I was letting down my team. Sure. And I think that probably stems from like childhood of feeling mm -hmm. like I, I didn't make my team proud, especially yeah. my coaches. That makes sense. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that comes from like childhood where I just felt like I let them down yeah. and, um, you're trained that way. And then I also just, but winning, it just, it felt really good. And I, and I, I've seen people really celebrate their wins and I've never done that. Like I, 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 I look down, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you you also won money. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, that's true. I've been competing a for a while and I never won any money. And I probably never will because of just how jiu-jitsu is how right it now. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm like at some elite level, which I doubt it. You know, I'm like 36 now, so never that's probably never going to happen. But yeah, well. I mean, it'd happen, I think, if I really put... Yeah, if we had, you really put like your time into it. You can make it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it feels it, it does feel good. It feels like all that time that you put in it was actually here, worth it. Yeah, here it is. This, this is my is, accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So I have some gold, good. gold medals at home. I, my That's last awesome. uh, white belt competition, I did gi and no gi, and I placed uh, gold and I placed first in, in both of them. Both? Mm -hmm. Damn. Where was that? That was somewhere out in LA. Okay. Yeah. So I had. Like what uh, tournament? I, do you remember? Um, no. I do remember the tournament, but I'm not going to promote them. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so we're going to move on to talking a little bit about social media marketing, and because we both do social media, we've both yes. done social media for some time. Uh, to put it in perspective, um, I'm working really hard at building a personal brand, kind of my own, my own way. But Emma's been doing it for a lot longer. And uh, actually, when I first met you, that's who that's I knew you was. as. Uh, we had a mutual friend that, that said, hey, I know this person and uh, this person being her. So she's built a personal brand on uh, BJJ Girl Emma. Literally, if you Google that, like you're the first two or three spots for sure mm. on Google, your website, and especially your Facebook. Her Facebook following is, is it 150 or is it approaching 150? Uh Right there. Right now, but it's 140. It's about to hit 143. Yeah, so she's quickly approaching 100. And what we, by those numbers, we mean she has almost. So at right now, she has about 143,000 people that have hit that like button on her page. I don't have any clients that have done that, and that doesn't mean I love my clients. They're great, but I've I, I don't know anyone personally that has a, a personal brand that's built it, especially on Facebook, to that level. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, and talk about you know the hard work that goes into that and the fact that it's not we as consumers me and you and everyone else we see like oh man all these likes on your page or you know all these followers or or I've been to and this is not to pump her too much but it's gonna happen I went to a couple of events with her people walk up to her and they don't call her Emma like I call her Emma they say oh BJJ girl and not just anybody like people that are a big big names in the industry like oh BJJ girl like that's how they know her is by her name on Facebook. So she's been very successful at building a personal brand, but like I was getting back to what I was saying, me and you, this, us commoners, see the front end and see all these likes or popularity or people running up to you and saying your name, but we don't see the hours of hard work that goes into the back end. We don't see all the tons and tons. Can you, could you even quantify how many posts you put up on that Facebook page? There's just no way. There's been <laughs> so many posts over yeah. how many years? It's going to be five years. Five years. Yeah, about five and years. And when you started, I forgot about this. When you started, mm -hmm. what did people tell you about your page? <laughs> Unless you don't want to say that. No, it, it, it's like, it's I very it's sensitive. I know, I but it's, it's like a sensitive subject because yeah. um, I don't even know why I want to get emotional. <laughs> no, because of, that's your baby right now, you know? <laughs> Here, let, me, let me reel it in. You're, I can't so believe me, this is gonna. I that's, to, that's okay. Let, <laughs> let me let me say that. let me just say this. This is a, a, a common thread that you'll hear. You'll hear Conor McGregor say shit like this. You'll hear Floyd say shit like this. When you start something and you and you dig your heels in and you make it very known to friends, family <clears throat> members, family members, whoever, like this is my thing and I'm gonna do this. 
especially if it's something that's not really widespread, you're going to get, not I wouldn't say hate, but you're going to get negative feedback. Well, you, yeah, it's a flash in the pan, or that's cool, but why don't you really do something with your life, or why yeah. don't you pursue something that's worth pursuing? This thing is not really going to work mm-hmm. out. 100,000 plus likes later, you know, tons and tons, I want to say 11,000 plus Instagram followers. And I know like... 13. 13, okay. <laughs> I, I know that I'm getting really worked up about this and, and there's people that are watching like, well, yeah, but in real life, like, okay, I get all that, but it's a huge accomplishment. And I want to, people to Amazing. understand, yeah. it's not easy. I want people to understand that when you start something, whether it's a Facebook page or your own business or whatever it is, there's going to be failures. And more importantly, for you to understand, there's going to be naysayers from the get-go that are people that you might be pretty close to that are going to say, look, this... People that you would never even think... Yeah. People that you would think would, would support be... You. Support would be very supportive. Especially because, like, for me, it was... Um, a female mm-hmm. in a male-dominated sport, I would think that other Women females would be very supportive. Yes, of you. would be very supportive, and but it not was the case. it was the opposite. Wow! It was it was completely the opposite, and I was I did have support from my teammates, and the way it started is like I I um, had lost my job, and my friend said, "Hey, you know, like you love jujitsu so much." He's like, "Why don't you blog about it?" And he just like, "Don't you don't have to put your name out there, you don't have to put your face out there, right. but create a blog." And then you could, you know, run ads on your blog and you can create some income like that. And I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's like a really cool idea. So then I started looking into like building a website. Right. I knew like absolutely nothing. Like I didn't grow up, you know, with, um, technology, technology no. really. And it wasn't really, and it wasn't even allowed either like at home, <laughs> yep. which I'm sure we'll get into later. We but, will. um, Did you, you get know. the Juno discs though. Or no, AOL a- Always. And I would always like... <laughs> what do I like, do with <laughs> You know, like I wanted to have like internet yeah. so bad and, and uh, you know, we didn't even have cable, but... Um, yep, same. <laughs> but uh, I, it just, it was like, so I started, I started uh, the Facebook page and I'm like, so my mentality was like, well, who's going to read about me if they don't know who I am? Mm-hmm. So then I... I started I, I said, let me... I, I, we had already... My, a friend, my friend and I, we, we created the website Um and uh, I was like, okay, well, let me focus on, on Facebook. And he was very adamant. It, we, we kind of like separated sure. ways because he had his mentality was one, mine was another. And, and this I, is your, but this was your thing though, not his. Well, he's the one that really encouraged me to I know, to start. but like, it's your but, thing. Right, so it was you my had thing. To ha- you so, had to have that power. Yeah, and I told him, I was like, look, I just don't think anybody's going to care about me writing anything if... Yeah my platform I have nobody talking about me yep. it didn't make sense to me and this was all before like Gary Vaynerchuk and and anybody else that I've ever looked into yeah. and I admire now and and and, and realize that like I actually you did the right. right I was right mm-hmm. so what I did was I, I created the Facebook page and I just was sharing I, I would post so much on my personal page mm-hmm. and it was all jujitsu it was all te- uh, pictures of my teammates and everything so I was like okay let me just share this on on your on the, a business platform right. page an athlete page and that's just kind of how that started. And then I started realizing, okay, well, what, what are these numbers? What are these insights? What does engagement mean? What is, what is, you know, what are, well, what does all this mean? Yeah. And so I'm very, I'm, I'm all self-taught and I just was like, well, what kind of posts are going to have a, my, give my audience, you know, 
get them to engage more yeah. on each post and and it was just always just very, getting more eyeballs on what yeah you're and, and it was very uh, a lot of the times it was hit or miss i'd be like oh this post is going to be really good and it sucked and, it sucked. <laughs> and nobody liked it and i'm like but that was a really good you know yeah. video or a really good meme and, and and it's just also and it's the other side of the coin too well that's where you start looking at like the algorithm in facebook and how it was yeah. and which it has changed the last change that they made the big one last year in june like it really it was it it, it really hit pages yeah. like mine i used to have a 14 million uh reach daily like it never dropped over but mind you i was also posting consistently right um but yeah i had hit 14 million reach organic reach which means i'd had no ads on there it was mm -hmm. all organic yeah you paid she didn't pay to I didn't make pay that facebook happen. she just put mm -hmm. the work in to make it happen yeah and um i mean when i first started it was just a lot of pictures of teammates yep articles maybe here and there and i i stay i used to stay up to like two three in the two about two three in the morning um researching content so that i could post yeah and i did that for a very long time and i, I put a lot of time into the page and uh there was um a female in the community um who made comments like oh you know who is she to be poked who is she she's just a white belt she shouldn't be oh, yeah. sharing her opinion and um <laughs> And uh, she's not a girl. She's a woman. It should be BJJ woman. And, um, you know, it was just, like, really petty stuff. And yeah. then she, she like, started making rumors about me and saying that I was going to get famous by sleeping with a lot of black belts. That's the only way I would get famous, apparently. Mm. Um, so. That's one way to do it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, not the way you did it. Not, but not the way I did it. Uh, <laughs> just want to be clear about that. Um, you know, I know that there are some women in the community that... Uh, are well known that do have a reputation but I I was raised to always protect my reputation yep. and so that's always yeah especially I think especially when you're you're on a public platform and you're you're really working at creating a name for yourself yeah but like at that it wasn't even being about being on a public plat public platform I'm like, not drinking not you. yeah <laughs> it was more so like of I was raised a certain way I was now in this community and um, I didn't, because I heard the things that she had to say even mm -hmm. more, I was like, no, yeah, that's that, not that how you. I'm going to do this. Yes. That's not how I've done this. And I remember right. when, as my likes kept going up and up and up, I mean, I hit a time where I was getting a thousand likes a week. Wow. It was guaranteed a thousand likes a week. That's, that's how crazy. it was. And in a year, uh, my biggest year, my page grew well over a thousand percent. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. But, but it was a lot what, of hard work. But that, that's the thing that people don't understand. They don't see the back end. Like it took like two years to to get to that space. Yeah, and then there's a, there's a phrase that that we've heard and that we've uh, really it's really annoying called overnight success. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I am not saying that there is not overnight success, because there is. Catch me outside, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there. That's one thing. But but there there's a lot of people that achieve what looks like overnight success because. One day you've never heard of them, and then, and then within a few hours or the next day you have. And I don't mean catch me outside. Like there's, I would call those anomalies. Like there's people that like all of a sudden a video goes viral and bam, they're crazy. Right. But there's a guy named Ed Bassmaster, who's a who's a one of those uh, YouTube prankster kind of guys, right? And he's been getting really big lately. And I would say within the last two or three years. So Ed, um, Ed actually got uh, some help from. Uh, Man, an actor, and now I can't remember his name. 
Um, but the thing to, that, that, that intrigued me about Ed was I found him and I thought, man, this guy's hilarious. He's got a couple, three or four different characters that he plays. Um, uh, uh, Mumbles is one of them. It cracks me up. Like He's going to put on a whole costume and be that character. And he's got a psh guy like the guy who just goes psh and everything. It's, it's funny. And there's a way you look at this guy. Like There's all these characters. And I thought, man, where was this guy this whole time? The guy's been doing it for years. Yeah. And he's been putting out tons of content. And guess what? I, it, I don't know if Ed will ever hear this at all, ever, but some of it's not the greatest content. Yeah. Because he started, yeah, you got to start somewhere. And it's not, you know, I can't put out content that's as near as good as anything he's ever put out. But he's not an overnight success. He looked like it to me because I right. found him and all of a sudden he's got all these followers but and, and, and all these subscribers. And he's got, you know, contract deals with, with, um, with networks. And that's great. And I thought, wow, this is overnight success because I found him. That's what happens a lot of times. We stumble across someone and think, mm -hmm. oh, wow, they haven't been popular that long. But if you look back, you see they've been putting in consistent work for years. And a lot of them have tried a bunch of different things that didn't work. Yeah. A lot of them have put in work on something that you're never going to hear about because they tried it for two or three years. It didn't work. It failed. And they had to scrub it completely and they wiped the internet of it. Or you will find two or three things and be like, is that that guy or that girl that, yeah. that's super famous now? That's them? Yeah. Because it's not really overnight success. It's not. tons and tons of work that get you there. Um, that gets you there. So one last thing on the social media side, and that is, I've seen. Not if you want to say mm -hmm. something else about your thing, go for it. But um, I have been appalled by the amount of Instagram and Facebook ads that I've seen that huge agencies put out, where they just completely get it wrong. They miss the mark entirely. And I'm I'm added to a group on Facebook. Uh, I think it's called Social Media Managers, and they've put out. Um, they put out one, uh, a really bad one from a a drum. It's a, uh, it's a it's a drummer's magazine. So they, they it's mm -hmm. the music industry. They're now partnered with an adult sex toy company, and they have an ad for an adult sex toy on their on their, on their page. guitar page. Yes, on their drummer's <laughs> page, and the comments just lit them up. And I was, and again, and, they, and they're probably looking at their insights, thinking, "Oh, look this is great with all this engagement." Yeah. And they go look at what people are saying, like, "Oh, fuck." Yeah. So whoever I, did that ad probably selected the wrong page. Is what I'm thinking. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's. It, they have a part. This is their second ad like that. They have a partnership with an, an adult uh, toy company. So vibrators <laughs> and it, things does like it that. Play music or something. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, there's no correlation. Yeah. And there was actually, there's someone responded, the, the page responded to someone's comment like, this is important. And it wasn't even, it's not even an, a moral outrage. It's just yeah. a, you are at the opposite, not opposite, but like, this is well, not you your demographic. Well, you can't like really put, yeah. That's not your demographic. Yeah. Like, you're not selling adult sex toys. You're yeah. selling drum kits and drumsticks. And there's probably kids, look, you know, who For are sure. That was a big like thing. Too. I don't think it's really geared towards kids. But at the same time, they're going to be there. Yeah. And again, it's not a moral outrage. It's just you missed the mark big time. And the company responded to someone with a comment, something like, hey, you're not even we're sorry, but just like, look, we have this deal with these people and they're giving us money. You can't, you can't, you can't say that. It, just, it doesn't wipe away the fact that this is a terrible ad. So that's the one that yeah. really lit me up the other day. And then the one that is just hilarious is Chipotle's queso. So, can number we, one, if you... Can you tell them, though? He loves Chipotle. I love, I go there all the time. This, this cheese for, like, <laughs> weeks. And I, I'm like, I don't eat Chipotle. I don't, I don't care about the cheese. <laughs> yeah, I don't even go. <laughs> I love Chipotle so much 
They've given me food poisoning twice, and I still go back to the same exact <laughs> location that gave me food poisoning because I love Chipotle. However, I hate their queso. It's terrible. It has the consistency of grits, and it tastes like cardboard. So there's that. That's one thing. Another thing is they've kept it on their menu despite public outrage, and they put ads on Facebook and Instagram Talking about the queso, which is funny because every there is not a single comment that was like, you know what, it wasn't half bad. Every comment is scathing. This is this is the worst. I wouldn't give this to my dog. Like I died after I ate this. Like all these people saying terrible things. So I'm not saying that's all product based. That's all like, hey, your product sucks right. or you're offering the wrong product. So you miss the mark in that way. <clears throat> Can you think of some other ways where big companies have just completely missed the mark? on social media marketing or just something in general that like you've seen like uh yeah no i just i don't like it when business pages um post and it's like a story it's like i'm not no one's gonna read that yeah, yeah shorten it up yeah i didn't follow general electric to hear about this person in alabama that like yeah, was well, really struggling and then they got these special light bulbs and now things are great clickbait me then yeah you that's know? fine yeah, yeah click give me to an article exactly yeah, and, I'll, and i'll read it big yeah i'm not gonna read that no, no I, I don't like it when they do that um i don't like it when clients that i've had that is how they would do their social whoever was doing it before yeah. would do it like that and i'm like no so what no. we're talking about is what i would call long form so when you do a facebook post you can i don't know is it unlimited i know instagram I is know. limited in the amount instagram of, is just like twitter but yeah but when you write if you're running a business page and here's some advice for you because this is what we do for mm -hmm. a living uh, and not just her page, like we we have a day job and this is what we do. When you write a post, make it short and sweet. There's That is the method to make your Facebook post work. And there's a lot more things like, well, how do I make it go viral? You don't, you just put in the work. But when it comes to like writing a post, please don't write four or five paragraphs. No one's gonna read it. Yes, that's not true. Your mom will read it. <laughs> And Maybe. your cousin will read it, and that's great. But guess what? How much is your mom paying you for your products, and how much is your cousin paying you? Goose eggs, okay? They're not paying you. So don't write a long-ass thing for your business. If And what she was saying was, if you have a, a bunch of something to say about a product or something, cool. Say it on your site. Have a teaser and a picture that gets people to click on it and go to your site. That's fine. Don't write us big, long paragraphs. Yeah. We don't want to read those. No one wants to read those. Let me let me help you with something. I have my phone. This is my phone. This is the day and age that we live in. Yeah. If you can catch me while I'm doing this, you got it. Which is why Instagram is beautiful because it's a picture that will catch my attention. But if I'm scrolling like this and I see a paragraph this long, or see more, see more. No. I'm not gonna click see more. It's not gonna happen. Now, if my mom posts something or Emma posts something and it's a really heartfelt thing and it's a someone that's on my friends list and it says see more, yeah. probably. But if you're a business advertising or a business I follow. Don't make me click see more. That's not gonna care. work. I don't care. I don't want it. So it sounds terrible. It right? sounds terrible, but, but we're, that's just we're how as a consumer. We're a consumer too. Think about it as a from a consumer perspective. Like, did you get on Facebook today to read a real, real long article from Walmart? You did not. No. Did you get on Facebook to watch another video about the people of Walmart? Yes. Probably. <laughs> so you got it. You got it. You got to figure out what what uh, what works for you, and it's not hard to figure out. It's keeping it short and sweet.